Here we go. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Oh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. I guess I'm getting the vibe here that a lot of people had these lofty dreams and no one lived up to them. I get that feeling, too. Oh, it's so good to laugh again. My God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Clang, clang, clang went the trolley. La, 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 la. God, my voice sounds good when I sing like this. Like butter it is. I'm going to uh, my friend Marvin's house this afternoon. Marvin and I uh, don't have a lot going on in the afternoons. So Thursday afternoons, we jam in his basement. Okay, that's something to look forward to. I kind of, I enjoy it, actually. We do uh, we do nothing but dad rock classics. Today we're working on uh, Tom Petty Wildflowers and a band you said is the ultimate Canadian dad band. Uh-oh. Blue Rodeo. Ooh, which Blue Rodeo song? Hasn't hit me yet. Hey, hey, I guess it hasn't hit me yet. Okay. I play mandolin on that one, Bryce. I have created a playlist on my phone of guilty pleasures, and I put a Blue Rodeo song on there. Which one? I went with uh, Five Days in May. That Another great song. Great. I didn't realize it's seven minutes long. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, That's a great song. That's a That whole album is incredible. Man, they, it, it sounds like, I don't know what it is, but it sounds like a Canadian rock band. Yeah, and that's one of the things I love about them. Is that they don't sound like something you'd hear from anywhere else. They sound truly Canadian. Yeah, like non-offensive, really Yeah, dead ahead, straight up dad rock. But you listen to Hasn't Hit Me Yet. That's a fine song with some fine, fine mandolin noodling on there. That band is still touring around yeah. and playing big shows. Yeah, they were just here. Yeah, huh. Blue Rodeo. Huh. Maybe I should do a deep dive on Blue No, I don't think I could do that. Oh, yeah, for an entire month? I don't think I could dedicate a month to Blue Rodeo. Why don't you dedicate an entire month to Canadian music? Oh, that might be a good way to go. Maybe you could dab a little bit in Rush. You could do some Blue Rodeo. Yeah. Maybe some Kim Mitchell. I I dabbled in Rush a while ago, and I didn't hate it. No. It's it's, very complicated music. Oh, yeah. Like, those guys are world-class musicians. Why don't you dedicate July of next year, Canada's birthday month, and just sample all the Canadian wares. Ooh, that's not a bad idea. I'm going to put that on the list. Yeah. That's not bad at all. Yeah, you're welcome. Speaking of lists, we were talking about this earlier today about how Cineplex did a survey. And because they did it, you know it's got some legs. Oh, yeah. And they basically were looking for Canada's favorite Christmas movie. And they made it a little complicated, kind of going province by province with it. But most of the provinces agree, including Alberta, that the best Christmas movie is Home Alone? The all-time greatest Christmas movie is Home Alone. I was a little surprised by that. I knew, I figured it'd be up high on the list, but number one, eh, I always, me. I always think of, I know it takes place at Christmas time, but I don't think of it as a Christmas movie for some reason. And I hate that whole argument, is it a Christmas movie? I don't care. But I don't, I would not have picked this as the all-time greatest Christmas movie, according to Canadians. I don't think I would have either. I like them. I especially love when you hear Marv scream, <laughs> whether it's a tarantula on his face or he's getting electrocuted in yeah. the basement. It makes me laugh 100% of the time. <laughs> I 
I like the ones that are a little weirder. Like, remember Office Christmas Party from a few years ago with like, yes. Jason Bateman? and Which was like completely flew under the radar, but I loved that movie. Yeah. Because it was so, it was it was almost like an anti-Christmas movie. Wasn't yeah. It? Yeah. I kind of like those guys a little mm-hmm. more than the, you know, the one with, you know, Miracle on 34th Street. Or, I do not enjoy those. Or those ones. Yeah. Um, interesting, because it's funny you bring up that stupid debate, is it a Christmas I am so tired of the Die Hard debate. Oh, my God. Me too. Who cares? Nobody cares. I mean, would that movie have worked at a different party that wasn't a Christmas party? No. Probably. Yeah. It's a going away party for Stan in accounts receivable. Not a Christmas movie. It could have been any staff party. Still takes place in Nega. Yeah, exactly. The Tower. What's the name of the bill? It doesn't matter. Bruce Willis is either way, no matter yeah. what the party, he was going to show up and save the day. Yeah, he and save his marriage I to do, Bonnie Bedelia. I do like that it takes place at Christmas. Me so too. In my books, I'm fine with it being whatever. Yeah. Uh, this survey, the Cineplex one said only one in three people in Canada say that that's a Christmas film. Yeah, I'd be happy if I never heard that argument again. Yeah, I'm tired with that debate. Same with the hot dog sandwich thing. Oh, and yeah. It was funny the first time you hear it, but then you're like, okay. Yeah. I get it now. Is this going to affect policy in Ottawa? No. But in terms of dead ahead Christmas movies, Home Alone, I think for sure is. And to be number one, what a feather in its cap. You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. It's like radio, but on the internet. Wow! I have a new favorite Christmas song. Ooh, it better be good. No, it's not. <laughs> Perfect. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Solving the world's problems one podcast at a time. Uh, You know, my mission every year, Bryce Kelly, is to bring new Christmas music to the masses. Oh, perfect. I played a piece of this one for you backstage. I don't know how you feel about it. It, uh, It's a Christmas song, I suppose. I don't think it's new. I can't, I don't even remember where I stumbled upon this one, but it's about how much dogs love Christmas. Okay. The song's actually called Dogs Love Christmas 2. Okay, so there's just no mystique in this one. No, no. I want to play you a little clip of it. Right here. I think it'll be your new phase. Dogs love Christmas too. Just like me and you. No, they don't go shopping or hang up a stock. But there's lots of things they do. Come on. Then one fuzzy pup. Cleared his throat and stepped right up. It was Christmas Day, but there was something he had to say. He said... <clears throat> Translation Dogs love Christmas too Yeah What a really weird dog impression In the middle of a song Hey look The only fault I can find in that song Is the dog impression It's terrible (laughs) That was a terrible dog impression Why didn't they just go That was weird. Oh That's a full-on banger, though, right? I think dogs do love Christmas. I think that song is accurate. Yeah. Garn, uh, I know you don't have one, but there's nothing quite like watching a dog try to unwrap a present. Well, they, I just sit and laugh at them, and I'm like, I just show off my thumbs. I'm like, hey, I got thumbs. Yeah. Dogs can do a lot of things well, but opening presents, eh. Do you let Morello open presents? Yeah, we try. And what does he do? Just attack? He's okay. He knows to pick and rip at it a bit. Yeah. But, you know, if it's too much rapping, he gives up pretty fast. Yeah. Well, you know what they say. They always say... Dogs love Christmas, too. I want to put that 
regular rotation. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Such a dumb Christmas. Do you know who that is, by the way? No. Elvis was, Presley. No. It's not. Do you remember this song? God, this is such a good song. Do you remember oh. this? Late. I want to fall in love. Oh my God, I love this. Fast forward to the good part. No. Fast forward. Yeah. No. That's a good song. No, that's the same guy. That's Chris Isaac. Okay, so he can hit the high notes, but his dog impression is terrible. Awful. Yeah. You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. My new favorite Christmas song, Dogs Love Christmas Too. You know, they do. I don't know if that'll be in regular rotation here or not, but if you want to go looking for it, it's Chris Isaac. Yeah, the guy that did Wicked Game back in the... Is that the early 90s or was that still in the 80s? Everybody thinks they can sing that song? Uh, hello. Uh, when you mentioned Chris Isaac just now? Yeah. I thought you were also going to mention that Jack Black did a cover of What's the Game. So and it is wicked. Tenacious D, it was just a few weeks ago, they did oh, a version. You heard it? Oh my God, yeah. Oh, first of all, that was like... My favorite song in junior high, maybe not a good song to be my favorite song in junior high, but it definitely was. Yeah, Chris but Isaac, then, Wicked Game. Everyone thinks they can sing the high parts. Newsflash, you can't. Hey, Bryce Kelly got pretty close. He did, yeah. He did, yeah. yeah good for him. I wonder well, if yeah, people so would want to... Wonderful. I wonder if people would want to hear the Tenacious D version of Wicked Game. Well, there's only one way to find out. <laughs> Yeah, with people texting me going, Meh, I'm switching stations. I hate oh, yeah. this. Like that, that'll be the first time you've heard that, right? Uh, yeah, the first time in the last 10 minutes. <laughs> what, what's your first name? Zyda. Okay, Zyda, I appreciate the phone call. I don't know, I'll give it some thought. But yeah, the Tenacious D, the Jack Black, Kyle Gasp version of Wicked Game is spectacular. It's the Gar Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh, somebody texted and said, Garner, did you go to Candy Cane Lane after dark last night? Yes, I did. And uh, I can confirm that Candy Cane Lane is probably at least 45 to 50% better when you go at nighttime. There's so much more to see. It was beautiful. It was a little cold. We got there early, too. We have, um, my beautiful bride and I have a fair amount of flexibility in the afternoon. So we got there at, I don't know, it was dark. 10 after 5, something like that. Just parked on a side street. Walked it both directions from one end to the other and froze our butts off. And it was, um, it's amazing how many people, and I don't know, like, when you live on a street like Candy Cane Lane, you know you're going to get traffic all night long. There's going to be cars going back and forth. There's going to be a ton of foot traffic. I recommend that you put your blinds down. That's just me. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe I got a thing for privacy and other people don't. It's just weird staring into people's houses and seeing them living their life and you know, not a care in the world. And I was thinking about this phone call came in yesterday. There's so much competition between these different communities and their Christmas lights. What's going on? Like this? <laughs> Take a listen to this. Uh, Garner, after you go to Candy Cane Lane... 
you're going to want to come up to St. Albert and go to Elliott Place. What's going on on Elliott Place? If you want to see a real light show. Ooh, there's his fighting words. Yeah. Oh, somebody else just texted and said, Summerside is way better. Clearly, they've never been to Elliott Place. (sighs) Why does there always have to be so much competition? Well, I don't know, but if you love that bride of yours, you will bring her to Elliott Place. I'm not going all the way to St. Albert. I live in South Edmonton. What? It's... It's not far. It's Mm. just a short jaunt up the trail. I live... Not far from Summerside, I could go over there and check that. Well, out. I guess. Yeah. I guess if you want a um, subpar light experience. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, what a delight, huh? What a delight. I don't know. Candy Cane Lane seems like it was the original. Does what was it? Elliot Place and does Summerside? Do they have their own street signs? Because I swear to God, they have actual street signs that say Candy Cane Lane. It doesn't even say 148th Street. I think it says Candy Cane Lane, if I'm not mistaken. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Candy Cane Lane after dark. Way better than Candy Cane Lane in the daytime. Hold on. Yeah. You should have told me to sit down before you drop a bomb like that. (laughs) It's so funny. Like we find, we went there last night in the dark. And by last night, I mean we got there at ten after five. Okay, so it was pitch black. It was. Oh, it was dark. Yeah, Yeah. it was great. And we wandered back and forth. Did it was way colder than I thought. Do you do this on foot or is it a drive-by thing? I've never actually been. uh, I don't know. I recommend you you walk it. It's nice. Just take a hot chocolate or something and walk it. Just go look through everybody's living room windows who don't put their blinds down. Now that I can get behind. That's weird to me. It's like, you know, you've got all this foot traffic. You know, you got cars driving by all night long. Why wouldn't you? I mean, your home looks beautiful inside. It looks beautiful. But at the same time, there are looky-loos coming down the street and they will be looking at you and judging you. Yeah. I'm, oh. I'm looking at your uh, interior. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the paint colors. Somebody said, uh, I have a question about Candy Cane Lane. If someone buys a house in that neighborhood, is it automatic that they have to put up an elaborate Christmas display? How does that work? Lindsay from Thunder Bay. I was thinking that exact same thing. That's a great question. Because maybe you live on Candy Cane Lane. I don't know. But 85 to 90% of the homes down there were decorated, but there were a few that were not, and you could see people walking, and heads would whip to them and be like, huh, what's going on there? I never thought about that. It's true, because, yeah, they, they go all out with their decorations, and you don't want to be the house that either has nothing or just simple string lights when everyone else has gone over the top, but you also shouldn't feel obligated to... No, but I think when you buy a house on that, you know, what is it, like six or seven block stretch of 148th Street, you you know what it is. Going into it, you would know what you're buying into. I guess it's kind of like buying an Ikea coffee table. Yeah. You know, like some the assembly lack. required. You can't be shocked when you get home and realize you have to build the table. Yeah, true. You know, you know what you're getting into. Uh, this person goes, Lindsay from Thunder Bay went on to say, I wonder if there are people who just do it so they don't look like Grinches, kind of like me participating in the Secret Santa at work. I hate everything about it, but I don't want to be the only person not doing it. So, yeah, maybe it's the same. I don't know. Oh, yes. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Wow. Somebody had a question. Well, I had the same question, too, as I was wandering around Candy Cane Lane last night. 
What happens if you don't decorate? Do you get fined? Do you get kicked out of the neighborhood? Uh, Jen texted and said, we were just talking about Candy Cane Lane yesterday. My cousin lived there. When she sold her house, she bequeathed her decorations to the new owners. I guess that's a thing that happens there. Somebody else said, my friends live on Candy Cane Lane. You are not obligated to decorate. If you camp, there are members of the Community League who offer to do some decorations. Example for seniors who can't physically hang lights. And when houses are sold, real estate agents do tell buyers that it's not required, but they are at least aware how the neighborhood gets all lit up at Christmas. Would you buy on a, like one of these Christmas, whether it's the one in Summerside or the one in St. Albert or Candy Cane Lane itself? Would that be a deterrent? Would that keep you away from there? I do. I love that neighborhood. Like I like, they got trees there. I don't have trees in my neighbor. I want to live in a neighborhood with trees. But I don't know if I could handle the foot traffic and people staring into my home and judging my possessions. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. I said this morning, early today, I hadn't even seen Santa yet, but I knew he was in the building because I could smell Axe body spray. Yeah, if we can smell you before we see you, there's a problem. Yeah. And it's interesting that Santa uses Axe body spray. Someone said they had him pegged more of an old spice man. I would have thought Old Spice, too. But no, he's an Axe body spray guy. Uh, How dare you scoff at Axe? I enjoy passing any man in a grocery store or or mall who smells like they put in an extra step in their routine to please the public's olfactory. Axe or not, frankly, this scent-free movement has made life nearly unbearable on the LRT midsummer. Grab an Axe, everyone. Hmm. So you don't have to... You can shower. Yeah, you don't have to have a scent. You no. can be smellless. That's yeah. fine. Uh, the body odor smell, that's where I start to have a hard time. Oh, yeah. I don't want to smell your body odor. No, I passed a guy in a store recently, and they my eyes were watering. And then you sort of think, does everybody think it's me? Yeah. Does every, You know what I found in my desk the other day? That postcard I got? Oh, I still have it. I can't let go of it. That's the best. That one cut me to the core. And someone said, you're wearing too much cologne? Somebody sent me an anonymous postcard from within this building telling me, whoa, man, ease off on the axe or whatever it was. I've never worn axe in my life. I'm not a cologne guy. I put on some deodorant. Is that bad? Someone texted and they said they were genuinely curious. Do we wear cologne? Here. And we no, don't. No, I do wear it when I'm not here. Do you? I do. You're a cologne guy? I do have a cologne, yeah. What? But I don't wear it here because we're in a small space and yeah. you don't want to be obnoxious about it. But no, outside in the real world. I'm shocked. I have I had no idea you're a cologne guy. Oh, yeah. Wow. Hugo Boss cologne. Wow. <laughs> not a big deal. Hugo Boss? Yeah. You know what Hugo Boss designed? Uh-oh. Am I about to be canceled? Mm-hmm. Just Google it. Does he have a terrifying past? Uh, he kind of does, yeah. Oh, boy. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Um, I learned something on the show today. I learned that Bryce Kelly wears cologne. Yeah. I also learned that his cologne of choice is Hugo Boss. Yeah. And that's when Bryce Kelly learned something on the show, too. I learned something about Hugo Boss. I won't bore you with history, but let's just say it involves Germany in the 1930s. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Who? 
Somebody texted Ooh. and said, history's fun, huh? <laughs> I, found out, I found out a few years ago when my uncle did the family tree that we've got a serial killer in our line. I'm weirdly proud of it. Best nightcap conversation ever. Man, that'd be uh, upsetting. To find out you have a serial killer? Oh, two cousins twice removed? Oh. Serial killer. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, well, that's interesting. Sometimes it's best not to uh, take sometimes, a look in the rearview mirror. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you don't want to go digging around in your past. All of a sudden, my cologne doesn't smell as good. Are you going to shop for a new cologne or will you continue to wear that? I just bought a new bottle oh. and uh, it was expensive. So mm-hmm. I might just scrape the label off. Yeah. And I'll tell them it's my own scent I made in my bathtub. You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. The Garner Andrews Show presents... Ooh, that smell. Can't you smell that smell? Oh, okay, this is... We haven't done this in years. Ooh, ooh that smell. Somebody had texted a few minutes ago and they said, I have a very embarrassing smell story if you're interested. And that's all they said. And they baited the hook. They baited us and we took it. Of course we want to hear that story. This person says, Walmart bathroom. I was washing my hands. I leaned on the sink to see if I had some boogies in my nose. Little did I know someone used the sink as a urinal and had very bad aim. I did not realize this until I was checking out and the ladies behind me were commenting on a very strong pee smell. Then it all clicked in. That wasn't water I leaned in. It was pee-pee. Thank you very much. What a delightful tale. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast stay in the dumpster behind the building in the rail yard. Classy.